Hey there, everyone. I'm Ariel, GM of the Legend of the Five Rings campaign Shadows in the West, and welcome to the next of our 20 questions episodes leading to the release of our story. The L5R 4th edition book has a list of questions called the Game of 20 Questions to get to know your character better in the back of the book. And this series will introduce our players and their characters one at a time. Today we're here with James, who plays the Hidubushi Atsu in Shadows in the West. Hi. We're going to start with the player questions, which is basically just who are you, what's your gaming history... So the first of them is, who are you, what do you do, and what are some of your interests? Well, my name's James, as has already been mentioned, but I feel like I should say that formally. My name is James. Right now I am uh, a pending student. I am a army veteran, and uh, I like games. I like playing games. I've played games since I was pretty much old enough to ride a bike, so <laughs> yeah, here we are. So what is your history with gaming? Just uh, tabletop or anything in general, really? Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, tabletop, I haven't actually had much experience with, only because until recently, it hasn't really seemed like there's been a, a big online movement for, you know, tabletop gaming. Whereas before, you had to go to a shop or something like that to actually sit down and do tabletop gaming with people, which I could not do because I was in, uh, I was a teenager in a town of about 10,000 people. We did not have a uh, tabletop gaming shop. We had a glass blowing shop if you wanted to make I knew that feeling. <laughs> you know. But it it hasn't really been accessible to me. So, I'd say my tabletop gaming experience has been more the last 10 years than the greater part of my life. Yeah, Roll20 has definitely it's brought a lot of people together that way. Just like god, I wish I had Roll20 and everything else that exists now when I was a teenager. Oh, totally, yeah. I feel like if if it had existed, I would have been totally into it like almost every day yeah I would, I would try to film my schedule that way just to keep myself occupied because it's, it's great it really is an excellent way to connect with your friends and actually do something that you want to do with the people you want to do it with as opposed to i don't want to sound shitty but whoever you have there who's willing to do it <laughs> yeah uh, exactly so as for your character you play atsu what clan does he belong to to start with he belongs to the crab clan and uh he is a crab. And what family does he belong to? He belongs to the Hida family. And I've made him all Hida as well. So not only is he a crab, but he is definitely a Hida. 100% thoroughbred Hida. Yep. Just, just all the way. Towering over other people and not really thinking about how big he is. So is he a Bushi, Shigenja, Monk, or Courtier? Uh, he is a Bushi. Through and through, I would say. Oh, yeah. How would others describe his appearance? Well... In his backstory, he is actually described as a meat mountain by some of his uh, his comrades on the wall. And that is because he is very large, being a Hida. He's even on the large side for a Hida. Try and picture somebody with a massive shoulder span to go with their massive height. And he nearly fills up the hallway just with his presence. So he he's a little unusual for a samurai in that he doesn't have any hair. He has eyebrows, of course, but as far as facial hair and hair on his head, he doesn't have any. So that's a little unusual. He doesn't have the traditional uh, top knot or anything like that. He has ear piercings. I actually, funny story, I hadn't first pictured him with ear piercings, but one of our players, Mal, came up with the uh, early fan art that she did with it, and I saw it, and I just loved it so much that he now has <laughs> ear piercings. <laughs> So, I mean, it's not really a, an important detail, but I feel like it's aesthetically appropriate for him now. Definitely. 
Yeah, he's a big muscular ox, like just massive, and his personality coincides with that. <laughs> he can probably trace his lineage back to Hida. Absolutely, yeah. So what is his primary motivation? Well, initially, his, uh, his motivation was simply to do his duty and do it well. He was very devoted to the defense of the wall. That kind of took shape in the form of him serving on the wall, of course, which seems like a no-brainer. But now he's starting to realize that the entire battle isn't fought just on the wall. He can affect things that happen on the wall without actually being on the wall. He's starting to realize that it's going to take more than that to really secure safety for his people. Uh, and safety for the greater of Rokugan in general. So he's kind of, in, in venturing out with Torokai, he's he's uh, he's also trying to petition people. Not very well, because he's not a courtier. He doesn't know how to sway hearts and minds. <laughs> but <laughs> he does want to bring support back to the wall. So that his countrymen don't have to suffer, as I do currently. Because they don't mind it, but it is still pretty brutal. And people do die almost on a daily there, so. So, who does he trust most? Well, I believe his sensei was the one that he trusted most in his backstory. But currently, it's absolutely Torokai. In a fashion that's more appropriate for Torokai's efforts as opposed to Atsu's feelings, he looks up to Torokai as a father figure now. And it's, it's one of those things where he, he wants to do dad proud. He doesn't want to let dad down. Uh, <laughs> so he, he tries, he's been trying to kind of curb some of his more robust Hida mannerisms in that uh, he's been thrust into a court setting. So a lot of the things that he finds appropriate on a day-to-day -day are no longer considered as such. So now that he's, you know, Torakai's assistant, maybe Yuriki in the future kind of prospect he's dealing with being looked at differently. So not letting dad down is a big part of it. Yeah, absolutely. He, 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 doesn't, he doesn't like causing trouble for Torokai because he sees the stress that it, it puts him under. So. so what is Atsu's greatest strength and his greatest weakness? Oh, gosh. You know, I have a running trend with characters whose greatest strengths are their greatest weaknesses. And... I feel that sort of applies to Atsu as well. He's very brusque and very direct, which can oftentimes be... Uh, it can be a boon every once in a while. But in a court setting, it is not a boon. When propriety and the manner in which you deliver your message to people uh, matters the most, he is at his weakest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He, he doesn't do well with that. He's not a diplomatic kind of guy. He's just, well, he's a soldier and he's trying to be something other than a soldier. And it's, it's been a growing experience for him. Yeah, there's definitely like a learning arc that he uh, goes through even very early on. Just uh, in traveling beyond the wall, really. And just, you know, with Torakai and the others in general. Yeah, <laughs> he's, not, uh, he's not quite so quick to grab for his Tetsubo anymore. So what does he think of Bushido? He feels like it's... The guidelines that provide a foundation for how he's supposed to behave in carrying out his duty. That is to say, he is still a crab and a hita, no less. So the conflict that all characters run into with Bushido is when when do you sacrifice your, your tenants for practicality? Uh, when is it no longer appropriate to hold on to 
those guidelines and to just do what needs to be done. And he's finding that, I think a little slowly, but he is, he is finding a, a fine line to where he can hold on to it. Because letting go of it has never been a problem for him. If, if something has to happen, he's ready to make it happen. But like I mentioned before, with, with the court setting especially, he's, he's finding more ways to restrain himself and uh, project his intent in a positive way that's going to benefit everybody as opposed to uh, everybody in the sh- in the long run as opposed to the short run. Yeah, there's definitely a, um, you can see his changes in his struggles from, you know, Tetsubo's the answer to maybe I should think about what dad would think and the, uh, what would my magistrate think and how will this play out? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He, he's, uh, he's becoming more conscionable. So what does he think of the crap clan? It's his home. He, he feels very strongly about it and that he's, uh, he's very fond of his home. He's very proud of it. I think is the best way to put it. He feels that um, his people are doing something that is very praiseworthy and holding the wall and preventing the Shadowlands from spilling into the greater of Rokugan. He wants to help that. He, he's, he almost feels uh, duty-bound to help that. So is he married? Not currently. No, he's, uh, he's managed to avoid being sold off for the sake of... <laughs> breeding more crabs right does your character have any prejudices you can think of uh he is a little bit prejudiced towards um towards scorpion he had a bad run-in previously with them and it it sort of soured his impression of the clan but i'd say that uh he's he's doing pretty well with getting over it he's also a pretty grounded person in that he's not (laughs) he's definitely not communing with kami he does offer his prayers at the shrine um, every other week at least, but I wouldn't say that he's extremely adept at dealing with that realm and otherworldly entities. I don't know if that counts as a prejudice, but uh, he's definitely not comfortable with it right out the gate. So to whom does he owe the most loyalty, would you say? He feels the most loyalty currently to Torokai, in that uh, Torokai has sort of taken him under his wing and is showing him uh, a side of Rokugan that Atsu definitely would not have explored by himself. Uh, He would have more than likely just turned around and went right back to the wall to do his normal business, and uh, now he's been given this great opportunity by a a great man who's uh, trying to teach him... How not to use his Tetsubo. Is that a recurring theme? That feels like a recurring theme at this point. <laughs> I think it's funny, too, that a, uh, a lion is leading a crab in restraint since, you know, they're kind of notorious for uh, the exact opposite. Yeah, that's true. I appreciate the irony, though. So, does Atsu have a favorite and least favorite thing? Hmm, so, this kind of ties into uh, a little bit of his backstory as well. His least favorite thing, coincidentally, is alcohol. He doesn't approve of it because he feels that it it soils the body and leads the mind to distractions, which is pretty funny because it doesn't stop him from drinking it, but it does temper his, his drinking in that sometimes he'll just completely abstain from it. And as far as his favorite thing, that would be gardening. And he has a vested interest in that as well, because he feels that in learning to cultivate 
plants. He can learn to raise herbs and other medicinal plants that he could uh, potentially use on the battlefield. So, yeah, those would be his two, his favorite and least favorite thing. So does he have any recurring mannerisms or any kind of habits? So his recurring mannerism is the display of his veins. And I, I don't mean in his biceps or anything, but I'm talking mainly in his face. And the reason for that is because he doesn't have any hair. And his his veins are very visible when he gets angry or really fired up about something. And he doesn't really regulate his volume very well. <laughs> he, he tends to talk a much louder than is warranted in uh, a great multitude of situations. So you mentioned that his uh, veins tend to pop out when he gets upset or stressed. What are his emotions generally like? Uh, somewhere between exuberant to, uh, hmm, I'm not sure how to describe that. Exuberant, but also wary. He's always ready. Because he knows that even if this is a happy moment, that doesn't mean that it's going to continue being a happy moment indefinitely. Something bad can happen at any second. That was his experience on the wall. And, uh, it kind of carried over into his daily life. I suppose you could call that PTSD if you wanted, but... Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say that uh, I feel like that's something that's kind of... He's carried it with him since the wall, just that uh, hypervigilance. Yeah, definitely. So how would Atsu handle a, I guess, a subordinate's improper behavior if he were in that position? It would depend on a few different things. It would depend on who is witness to it at that given moment. It, it would depend on what the infraction was as well. If there were no witnesses, he would pull them aside and he would give them a stern talking to and just say, hey, you can't do this, man. But if he was in front of people, that's when he would be going, hey, and yelling, <laughs> getting really angry. But at the end of the day, he would be pulling them aside and giving them a little pat on the back and saying, you know, you, you did good. You did good. You just didn't do it well. Here's what you need to do next time. Yeah, more constructive than uh, outright, you know, beating them with a stick or something. Right, right. So how would Atsu's parents describe him? They would describe him <laughs> as their baby boy. They're pretty proud of him, and uh, they're proud of what he's doing. I don't know if they would still feel that way if they'd known everything that he's done. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> For now, for what they know that he's done on the wall and Cute uh, and Hita as well, they're pretty proud of him. They're they're happy about what he what he's doing, and they feel like like he's a worthy successor. So, what is Atsu's highest ambition? Actually, his highest ambition is to open his own uh, tea shop or and or garden at some point in the future, which he doesn't plan to do until he's very old and no longer able to. Uh, continue doing his duties but uh he feels like it would be something that he could do to give back to the people who do serve on the wall and providing them a service uh where they can relax unwind and find cures for different ailments if they if they need it so maybe he will eventually trade the uh tetsubo for the teapot yeah that is a very real possibility so how religious is your character well, as I mentioned before, he, he does offer his prayers at least every other week. I wouldn't say that he's particularly devout, but he pays into it enough to convey the fact that he's still aware that he might not know everything. And it might be a good idea, just in case 
when he does bite the bullet, <laughs> kind of pay it forward a little bit and uh, do his due diligence there. Just to make sure. Just to make sure. And if you could, what advice would you give Atsu? At this point, I would probably tell him to calm down. <laughs> That's like the good blanket term. Yeah, I mean, it's it seems obvious, but I, I would elaborate it by saying, calm down. You don't know everything yet. You don't have to jump to something that you don't understand just because you don't understand it. You can take time and sit back a little bit and observe before you uh, leap. I think that sounds like pretty good advice just based on uh, based on the character and really in general just look before you leap can be applied to anyone in the party, I think. I, I feel like it's it's not a real interesting story if we don't make them a little bit dumb. I mean, we don't want to... <laughs> We don't want to run around with Mary Sue and like, oh, I know the answer to that. <laughs> that is true. Makes for an interesting story. I would agree with that. So thanks for sitting down and doing this tonight. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. For all the latest updates in our podcast, be sure to check us out on Twitter at SITWL5R. You can also join our Discord server to talk L5R, tabletop, and everything in between. Shadows in the West is played using the fourth edition of the Legend of the Five Rings role-playing game, developed by Alderac Entertainment Group and owned by Fantasy Flight Games. 